Let's get into, um, let's go to Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1, we've been talking about this for uh, uh, almost a month now, about a life with purpose. It's important to know that Jesus didn't just come and die for your sins to save you, and uh, then that's it. Do you agree? If Jesus didn't have a purpose for us, he should have killed us when we got saved. You know what I'm saying? Like, why? If we have no purpose on this earth, it would have been better just to die after we were forgiven so we could just be in heaven, right? But God gives us a purpose here on this earth. You have a God-given purpose. He designed you for a specific reason. And the Bible also says this, the gifts and the callings of God are irrevocable, meaning you can't take them away. You know what's amazing to me about that? is that Kanye West was designed by God to give him glory. Some of y'all are like, what? Are you sure about that? (laughs) Like, because God gave him gifts and talents that were designed to be used for the Lord. Now, is he doing that? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, But those gifts are not taken away. So you can use what you have for the kingdom of God, or you can use what you have for the opposite, or you can just not use them at all, right? Look at your neighbor, say, use it. Come on, say, use it, use it. Joshua chapter one. And uh, we've been reading this uh, passage of scripture. I'm actually just gonna go straight to verse seven, actually. But this is the passage of scripture where Moses has died. This guy, Joshua, is now the guy who takes um, takes the mantle, basically, of Moses, and he now is... Um, he now is going to take the God's people, the children of Israel, into their promised land. But there were a number of enemies in between them and the promised land. So Joshua was going to have to lead them in fighting and such. But let's get down here to verse 7, Joshua 1.7. It simply says this. Only be strong and very courageous. Let's say that out loud. Only be strong and very courageous. Come on, one more time, louder. Only be strong and very courageous. Say it strong and courageous like. Come on. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all that the, all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. I have never pulled so much like revelation out of one scripture before like in my life. So we're just going to sit on this scripture the entire time. Only be strong, very courageous. Does it help you when someone just like, I don't know if you've ever been like crying before. Someone just says like, be happy. Like, does that help really? Like, let's just be honest. Does that help? Be happy. Like that, so insensitive, (laughs) right? Just doesn't help, you know? Right? Never one, yeah, exactly. No one's ever said, be happy. And you're just like, oh, like faith just did, right? Oh, I'm happy. Thank you so much, right? But the Lord actually, in this, in this passage of Scripture, these eight verses, Joshua 1, 1 through 8, he says, be strong and very courageous three times. But he wouldn't say that without giving you tools and without giving you instruction on how to be strong and very courageous, right? This is not just, uh, the Bible is not just a book of rules where God just says, do this and do that. No, he actually helps us and equips us to do what he's asking us to do. Can you say amen? Come on, can you say amen like you mean it? Say amen, come on. Only be strong and very courageous. Let me just say this right now, look at me. If there's not something in your life that is requiring strength and courage, you may not be in the will of God. 
I'll say it again. If there's not something in your life that requires strength and courage, you may not be in the will of God. I'll say it a third time. If there is not something in your life that requires strength and courage, you may not be in the will of God. Because there's nothing that God calls us to do that is just piece of cake, man. Like nothing. Like when Jesus left this earth, he says, go and make disciples of all nations. So what does that mean? Does that mean don't share your faith? Does that mean don't share God with anyone? That means go and make disciples of all nations. Like there is no place on earth that is exempt from hearing about the love of God. So are you able to share it in your high school? Are you able to share it with family members? Are you able to, uh, or not, not able is not even the word. You are able, but are you doing it? Strength and courage. God's, God's call on our life requires strength and courage. God's call on our life requires strength and courage. But I want to look at this phrase right here down at the end. Don't turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. Don't turn from it to the right hand or to the left. I got a title for you this morning. Comparison is a courage killer. Write it down. Look at your neighbor say, ooh, no. Comparison is a courage killer. Comparison is a courage killer. I believe in this verse what God is saying. To be strong and courageous, you have to not care about what everybody else is doing. To be strong and courageous, you can't be comparing yourself to everybody else. To be strong and courageous, you need to be confident in what God has called you to do and not always be looking around at whatever everyone else is doing. Don't turn to the right hand or to the left. Right? We can look, we can be so easily sidetracked by what God has called us to do. And today if you would say I don't know what God has called me to do, then that right there is your assignment, to find out what God is calling you to do. (laughs) When I was 16 years old, and I actually first started coming to this church, something that God called me to do was to serve in kids' church. Anybody ever served in kids' church in here? Come on. Kids' church is the bomb, right? And so I was serving in kids' church. I knew that was something that God had called me to do, to serve, basically, to get outside of myself and not be so concerned with me, but to serve others. And think about this, when it comes to comparing yourself to others, social media is an amazing uh, fire, uh, fire on basically on gasoline. If you on gasoline, if you have a problem comparing yourselves to others, social media is not helping you. Would you agree? Because let's all be real. What do we put on social media? Our best, right? The other day I was driving up, uh, I think, Harbor, and I was turning left on Commonwealth. No, no, no. I was driving on Lemon, turning left on Commonwealth, and there's a yoga store right there, and I had never known it was a yoga store because it's not like I look at the yoga store, but the reason I realized it was because there was this dude who we almost hit because he jumped out into the street to take a picture of two of his friends doing like a scorpion pose in front of the yoga store. And he's in the street taking a picture. Like, 
you going to die for that post. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you doing? Have you ever seen someone doing something ridiculous, like to get a post? Or have you like done multiple poses in order to get the best? Do you guys know what I'm saying? This is social media, right? Would you agree? Are you awake this morning? Do you agree? Yes. Yes. Okay. So we all know that everybody's putting their best on social media. They're putting their their highlight reel kind of life, right? It's just, this is the best. This is what I want everyone to see. But we're all looking at everyone else's not reality. We're all looking at everyone else's not truth. And we are comparing ourselves to them, right? Social media is just could be so good at helping you have a bad day. You agree? Having a bad day, feeling a little bit down in your confidence. And again, I'm, I'm not saying social media is the devil or something, but I am saying that this could really help you to not have courage in life, right? You could be having a bad day. You're just thinking like everyone else's life is just better than mine. You know, my life's horrible. You go on social media, see, look at what they got, you know, look at, oh, I'm so over it. Could I just be the one to get a new pair of shoes like one time, you know, like you, that's the way you're thinking. And that it just, the comparison just adds, adds to our lack of courage, to our lack of confidence, and it can just kill it. Do you agree? Do you guys agree? When you compare yourself to other people, do you feel better about yourself? Let me say this. Let me go on the flip side of it. Even if you did feel better about yourself, because in comparing yourself to someone else, you're like, yeah, that's right. My life is better than yours. Your face. You know, you're like all excited about it. Now what does it do? It puts you up on another extreme. I love that this verse says, don't turn from it to the right hand or to the left. One way I took it from the Lord was don't get set on two extremes. When you're comparing yourself to other people, you're either depressed or you're excited. And the Lord says, it's not about what they're doing. Stop looking at other people's lives and start living your own. Amen? Stop looking at other people's lives and start living your own. Don't don't do any of this right. God was instructing Joshua in this chapter, I have something for you to do. So don't look at what anybody else is doing. Amen? Don't look at what anybody else is posting. Don't look at, don't compare yourself to those people because what they're doing doesn't pertain to you. Do you agree? Come on, can you say amen? I love this verse in 2 Corinthians um, 10, 12. It just makes me laugh, so I just want to share it with you. It says, For we dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves, but they, measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves, are not wise. I, don't, I just feel like Paul just starts rapping right here. This is like modern rap or something. I don't know. But he just says... He says, listen, why would you compare yourself with someone who compliments themselves? Why would you compare yourself to someone who is basically puffing themselves up? Like their measure of success comes from their own brain. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Their measure of their success comes from their own brain and we're comparing ourselves with other people human beings who also have a lack of confidence, right? I, th- I think of like when I walk into a place and uh, like, let's say uh, 
I don't know, let's say you walk in somewhere and uh, you walk into school one day and uh, like you, you broke out the day before or something, you know, you got that one zit that you're like, Lord Jesus, like I pray no one sees this today, you know, ladies, if it's on your, you're like covering, you got bangs today all of a sudden, you know, like you covering it up and you're like, Lord Jesus, let no one see this today. And the reality is everyone else in the room is thinking the same thing. Like, oh my gosh, I hope no one points this out today, right? We're all thinking about ourselves, but we're so afraid of what everyone else is thinking, but everyone else is thinking about themselves. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, this is the reality of it. This is the truth of it. I think about this, like when, um, uh, you know, if like a group of people are dancing, right? And if you're like nervous, like, like myself, when it comes to dance, I've told you guys, I'm great dancing in the car. For some reason, all this just works, okay? I just, from the legs down, I don't, I just don't know what to do, okay? I don't, I don't get it. My legs do not connect to my brain or something, I don't know. But if you're dancing in a big group of people, right? And you're like, you know, kind of nervous or embarrassed or something like, but everyone else is thinking the same thing. Everyone else is thinking like, oh my gosh, I hope no one, and no one's looking at each other because they're all just, but there is that moment when the circle opens up and someone calls you out. That's when it's like nightmares, right? You know what I'm saying? That's when you're like, don't, I don't know if any of you are good dancers in here where you just relish that opportunity. Kudos for you, okay? But if you get called out, now everyone's watching, and it's terrible. But in the midst of the crowd, everyone's thinking about themselves anyways. This verse is saying, don't compare yourself among anybody who's complimenting themselves because they measure themselves by themselves. That's a bad measuring stick. They compare themselves among themselves. It's just not smart. That's what this verse is saying. Why are we comparing ourselves among other people who are comparing themselves amongst us. Shouldn't we all be comparing ourselves against the same measuring stick? Like where's the measuring stick of life that we compare ourselves to? It's with what God says about us. That's how you get set free from comparison is when what God says about you is more important than what anybody else says about you. What God says about you is more important than what anybody else says about you. Comparison is a courage killer. But when you get set free from it, when you're calling is based on only what God says about you, you'll get set free from what other people think about you. Come on, say amen. This is better than you're catching it this morning. This is why uh, even myself, I don't, uh, I do not, I very rarely look at what other churches do or other pastors or leaders do on social media. Because I'm not going to compare myself to that. I'm not going to allow that to start flowing in and me thinking like, oh man, look at what they're doing. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, I can never get there. It doesn't help me. It doesn't help me for anything. That's what they're called to do. And this is what I'm called to do. Amen. I don't need to compare myself to do that. And someday someone will be comparing themselves to me. And maybe someone is, but it doesn't matter. I'm, I have one measuring stick and that's the Lord, right? I have one person who I'm trying to please, and that's the Lord. Think about, let me, let me ask this question, and I want you to respond in your brain. Okay? Think about this. If I just had what, my life would be so much easier. Fill in the blank. If I just had what, my life would be so much easier. Fill in the blank. You don't have to say it out loud. If I just had 
blink, my life would be so much easier or my life would be so much better. Whatever just popped up in your head is an idol that you worship. These are the thoughts we can have at times. If I just had better clothes, I would feel so much more confident. If I just had a smarter brain to be able to do school better or whatever, then things would be so much easier. If I just had more followers, you know, I, know, I think I would feel more confident. If I just had, right, what is it? That's what you worship. Don't compare yourself to those things. I like that at the end of this. Uh, sorry, go back to Joshua 1.7. The last line, it says that you may prosper wherever you go. That you may prosper wherever you go. What does the word prosper mean? Anybody know? <laughs> Destiny went like this. What does prosper mean? Like flourish, that would be a synonym, I believe. What does flourish mean? Yeah. What's that? Like to bring you up, yeah? Like to do well. What would be a what would be a grade you would get on a test that would say you prospered? A plus, 97, sure, yeah. That would be prosper, 100, good. Uh, more faith. She said 100. You said 97. No, I'm just kidding. That you may prosper wherever you go. Here's the thing. Joshua, two, uh, uh, three verses before, was given a layout of exactly where he was supposed to go. These are exactly the, the land that you're supposed to go and the territory that you're supposed to take. And God says that you may prosper wherever you go. So was Joshua allowed to go outside of that land? Who knows the answer? But the Bible says you may prosper wherever you go. When you back it up, in Joshua 1, it says you can only hit these lands. How many of you think, yes, he could go, he could go wherever he wanted? But the Bible says you may prosper wherever you go. So is that what it means? Is that what it's saying right here? That you may prosper wherever you go. Does that mean he could have gone down to Egypt and just conquered Egypt because I prosper wherever I go? But that wasn't his plan. Kate said it. I didn't say it. Don't get mad at me. No, I'm just kidding. But he gave him parameters. You have a calling that within that calling, you will prosper wherever you go. You have a calling that you will prosper wherever you go within that purpose and within that calling. Psalm 119, 105, it says this. It says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I thought it was so interesting because I'd never read this scripture before this way, but two words stuck out to me that haven't before. Your word is a lamp to my feet. My. Everyone say my. Right, is that Finding Nemo? My. My, my, right? Your, your word is a lamp to my feet. And a light to, say it, my path. I love that. When you're in the Bible, when you're reading the Bible, his word is a lamp to your feet. When you're, when you're connecting with God, he's showing you the, there, there is light for your feet and your path. No one else's. A word, your word is a lamp to my feet. 
So you don't need to compare yourself. Why? If you're in the word, you're reading the Bible, man, God's showing you who you are. His word is a lamp to your feet. You don't need to compare yourself with where anybody else's feet are going. You don't need to compare yourself with anybody else's path. His word is a lamp to your feet. His word is a, is a light to your path. That's good, huh? I've read that verse hundreds of times. His word is a lamp to our feet. And in John 8, verse 12, it says this. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. So if we're focusing on ourself, if we are not comparing ourselves to everybody else, if his word is a light to our path, if his word is light, and if Jesus says, I am the light, then when we're reading the Bible, who are we interacting with? If Jesus said, I am the light of the world, and if Psalm 119 says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path, then who are we interacting with when we read the Bible? Jesus himself. People say, I want to have a relationship with Jesus. That's awesome. Yes. Confess your sin, receive him as Lord, and read the Bible. You're like, but how am I interacting with Jesus when I'm reading about, um, like, you know, what? Leviticus? Yeah. How am I interacting with Jesus when I'm reading? Like, what is it? But you gotta, you got to do it to know. How many of you have ever been reading the Bible and you felt like God himself was saying something to you? How many of you have ever had that before? Lots of people in this room. That's because this Bible, this book, is not like every other book. It's not a textbook. You don't just study materials from it. He actually talks to you. When you're reading something, something will make sense in a way that you're just saying like, wow, that really like, just like opens up your mind to it. It helps you to uh, think differently about things. So let's talk about comparison a little.